I'm Mitch. I'm Keith. And this is the Layman's Layman's Term Term Show. The Layman's Term Show, where a couple lay people, not not clergy, clergy, talk about where life and faith intersect and have some fun conversations. Boom, here we go. Boom, welcome back. Boom goes the dynamite. Wow. Yeah, we're in. We are We are in. So we are on a, what, a five-week? Sure. Something like that. Four yeah, it'll or five be fine. Week journey. We're on the next week of an extension of what we talked about last week, and we're journeying yeah. uh, from two. From two. So we're really talking about how to um, become from something to something, right? We talked about uh, being an enemy of God to a friend of God. Um, and from being self-centered to being Christ-centered. From self-centered to Christ-centered. And uh, now we're going to talk about from being uh, forgiven yep. to forgiving. Um, so very, very similar to, I would say, a podcast that we had or a, a show that we had a while ago around forgiveness, but we want to... We have faithful viewers, they remember. They remember all everything that we said about it. Um, but I, just a different little take on it, right? Like a different little spin on being forgiven. Um, so, Mitch, what is something that you've taken for granted? Well, I have an anecdote. Ooh, I like anecdotes. My uh, best friend in college, Crampy. Shout out, Crampalamp. Um, lamp Krampus. Yep. All sorts of names. Crampalamp a ding dong. Hey, he's my friend. You can't say that. <laughs> Go ahead. Do not talk about my friend like that. <laughs> We're going to have words. All, All right, right. So your so, friend. Uh, we went on this road trip, uh, and we on our road trip, we we're, we're headed out to the mountains, and we took the scenic route, uh, and we went up through um, – through South Dakota, mm. and we're Missouri boys, mm-hmm. right? And he's a central Missouri boy, oh, okay, right in the middle. And I was this Northwest Missouri boy, and uh, my family, my grandfather, uh, we grew up uh, quail hunting, mm-hmm. which just mm-hmm. you just walked around a field with a shotgun talking, and then if something flew up, well, everybody you shot, shot at, at it, it right? Yep, yep. Um, and every once in a while, I remember that I was a little kid, but every once in a while, uh, you know, a pheasant would fly up. Mm which is like a giant quail. You're like, whoa, what is that, right? But you couldn't shoot at the pheasants because you had to like identify the sex of the animal in flight yep. before you yep. pulled the trigger. So yep. my grandpa was like, no, don't shoot. I will handle the pheasant hunting, right? Okay. And there was very few and far between. I bet like sure. maybe five times in my childhood I had you know seen a pheasant. Mm-hmm. So we get up and then my cent- farther south, my, cent- my central <laughs> middle Missouri friend, uh, Never really saw them, but you get north to South Dakota. Yeah. So we're like, we're like on I eighty, right? I ninety, I ninety, South Dakota, I ninety, cruising across, and we're like three miles into the state on the interstate, and the pheasant right across the highway. We're like, holy smokes, that was a pheasant! Did you see that? Was it a male or female? Too fast. Okay. Um, We're like, that was crazy, and then a couple miles later, two of them. So we're counting. We're like, we just saw three pheasants. Anyway. By the time we get to a hundred, we don't care anymore. Yeah. Right. Yeah. In the span of a in the span of a hundred miles, mm-hmm. we went from being super excited about seeing a pheasant mm-hmm. to being like, "Well, there's a pheasant. There's a pheasant." Right. Um, 
And I think I've had that experience of taking things for granted. So, like, if you lived there, you would quickly be like, yeah, this, what's the big deal? It's mm-hmm. a large bird, right? Yeah. But anyway, we made a phrase about it. By the time we got across South Dakota, we called it the pheasant effect. The pheasant effect. It was the pheasant effect. Well, okay. that's a dumb thing to use in common vernacular. So whenever you just start, we call it we, uh, the P effect. Pheasant starts with a P. Mm. So then we called it P-fected. Okay. So whenever you started taking that's stuff- That's a little weird. We just got P-fected. That's a little weird. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I would have just said peasant. Peasant. Pheasant. Ooh, peasant. 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 The peasant. Peasant. Effect. Peasant. Anyway, a peasant. That's a long, stupid story. Yeah, that was a really long story. Hey, you didn't for... call it stupid. No, I don't. I thought it was great. I thought it was great. So yeah, I mean, like you can take things for granted in a in a micro sense, right? That's kind of a micro sense of like, I bet you know after ten years of not seeing one and one flew across the road right here, you'd be like, whoa, a pheasant, right? Um, oh, I quit cleaning my kid's bathroom. Oh, right? Oh, gosh. Right? Oh, how'd that go? Well, it's it's a learning practice oh, because yeah. then they're like, wait a minute. So then they got to do it. Yeah. We we started um, making the girls clean their bathroom, except when we know company's coming over. Then then we clean it. We, we make them go clean it, and then I come up around behind and actually, actually clean it. Mm. So undermining um, there, but when you have like a three-year-old boy who doesn't sit and pee, it you know it, you, you, you got to go in there. You got p-fected. Yeah, yeah. I you get p-fected. You really get p-fected. I, I got double. Your whole p-fected. bathroom gets p-fected. Yeah, p p p. All right. So, uh, yeah, no, like so. Yeah, I I, I think um, uh, things like uh, so my wife has done the laundry. For, I don't know, 20 years. You know, however long we've been together. A little less than 20. Um, And, like, so, in order to enjoy our weekends now, I'll do the kids' laundry. You know, so that Mm -hmm. she only has to do our laundry, um, which she demands because she claims every time that I have done the laundry in the past, I shrink something of hers. Okay, which makes no sense to me whatsoever because I've never shrunk anything of my. I mean, I, my do, my shirts do kind of shrink a little bit, yeah. But they think it's because my body's growing, not that the shirt's shrinking. Oh. Anyway, I'm real um, and I I I have, I take that for granted because it is uh, a very large task to not just launder the clothes, but then the hours it takes to get them to fold the laundry. The washing's the easy part. It's the hours to uh, get kids to fold laundry. So you're having more of a um, you're having more of a uh, uh, volunteer empowerment issue, correct? Than correct. A, than a laundry issue. Because what's really funny is uh, this morning, right? It's wanted to switch, wanted to get some laundry going. Mm-hmm. Um, so because the boys don't like. The laundry folding that takes hours. I don't know why right? it takes hours. I don't either. But they don't like it eaten into their weekend. Mm-hmm. So I try to get it. I try to. I'll wash the stuff, pot, make a huge pile of it, then fold it and put it away like Thursday evening. Yeah. So then they don't same, have same concept. Don't right? have to Friday evening. Right. Don't have to do Friday. So don't anyway, do Saturday. Look at this. This is. I mean, this is. This is here we are. 
This is real time. This is live. This is live in real time. This On, is recorded live. Here's my stopwatch, right? My Yeah. So this week two minutes and twenty nine. This seconds. week, every time I do anything related to laundry, I start the timer. And then mm-hmm. when I stop doing anything related to laundry, I stop it. Why why? I'm gonna time yourself? No, and and, and I fold all my clothes. Yeah. And, okay. You know, Laura and I'll work together, we'll put all our stuff That's away. Nice. Right. I'm gonna keep track so I can show them. I have 18 minutes total time put into laundering, folding, and putting away clothes. I'm yeah. going to keep a I'm gonna keep Go it for it. Go for it. I'm going to let you know. You should let you should let everybody know. And then oh, we will. Next week. I will. And then I'll uh, I'll start a separate timer for them. You should. See if they can beat it. I, I've now done this with um, with my oldest who does the dishes, and it takes her hours to do the dishes because she gets distracted. She wants to listen to music. She wants to, you know, whatever. So I'll set a timer for her. I'll be like, you got 15 minutes to do the dishes, and if you don't, you know, there's always some punishment of all, like no dessert or you can't play on your Switch or whatever, right? Usually in less than 15 minutes it gets done. So the timer is a good idea. I like that. It's a good parenting advice right there. Yeah, my older brother used to say things like, uh, hey, run downstairs and get my shoes. And I'd say no. He'd be like, yeah, you couldn't do it in less than seven seconds anyway. And then I was off. Yeah. Total manipulation. Okay, so back on track. Hey, right. Okay. So I, I think the, um, the, um, the idea of the question of what you take it for granted, what, what do you take for granted, is I think sometimes we – we take for granted um, the idea that God has forgiven us of our sins. Like everything. Like everything, right? Like um, We take for granted all the horrible things we do, mm-hmm. God forgives us, and then we yeah. turn around and we're like, yeah, but that guy pulled in front of me mm-hmm. with his car. Now, we didn't get in an accident. No one got hurt, but boy, it was like... Yeah. It was a car length, yeah. and I'm offended. I got so mad the other day because we we're pulling out of Sam's Club, and you know we're on that road to get, get on the highway, right? And this um, this lady pulls out and then stops, like at the stoplight, you know where Walmart's coming out, and then the gas station or whatever. She stops. There's like only two cars up there. She stops to let people left turn into walmart okay very gracious of you but like dangerous dangerous because this lane's not stopping yeah it's two lanes right this lane's not stopping so it's nice of you but like nobody over here is stopping it it's a team sport at that point right you need so then so then the people are like turning right out of walmart you know they're like oh this lady's an idiot i'm turning right okay so she doesn't just let one go. It's not like, oh, I recognize that you've been waiting there for a while. Let me stop. Let one out. I'll go. Maybe the guy behind me will stop. Let one out, you know, and go. No, she lets like 10. Like she's like stopped at a red light that doesn't exist. All right. So I like honk my horn, you know, honk, honk, you know, or whatever. Nothing. No recognizing whatsever. You did the really nice beep, beep, right? I just been an eh, eh, and I was like. You know, I did the, hey, what's up? Not the, ah, but like, you know, I go, hey, what's up? You know? 
And nothing. No recognition whatsoever. So I was like, well, maybe she didn't hear my horn. Let me just get the beep beep again. Hey, no recognition. Car's just, you know, still sitting there waiting. So finally, finally, the, the light turns green. She's still stopped. Everybody's turning. She okay? I, I don't know at this point. So now I'm really concerned. I'm kind of laying on a little bit more, making sure she's okay. Well, then she decides to go. And I'm like, okay, here we go. Here we go. So she goes, lights now red, red. She stops again in front of the gas station. She need fuel? No, I don't know. Anyway, long story short, the three lights we go through. And then she realizes she doesn't want to be in that lane. She wants to make a left. Oh. So then she cuts over and cuts over. Cuts people off so that she can make a left. I was so mad, dude. I was so mad. I was so mad. I rolled down the window. Because I'm stopped at another red light. Read that little critter I book. Rolled, I'm so mad. I'm so, yeah, I'm so mad. I'm so mad. I rolled down the window, and what do you think I said? Have a nice day, ma'am. What is going on? That's all I said. And she just like didn't look because she knew, you know. And then and then I turned. Like, what is going so on? So did this like quickly turn into a confession? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you just said, you know, that person cut you off or whatever. All right. Normally, I'm okay with car-related so stuff. Here's the like other. That. I, I don't relate normally to like, oh, you know, the guy that's going slow in the fast lane. I don't I don't really care. Here's one for you. But I cared then. I was at a church. Um, not ours. And this was very recent. And um, I I... I cut someone off. Oh, completely! Un- oh, I'm just completely man. aloof. You know, yeah, me. yeah. I, I, have I know, a, I know you. I have aloof moments, yeah. Right? And like, it was one of those things where, like, you look in the mirror, and there is a car like attached to you, and you have no idea where it came from. You're like, whoa! Right? The yeah. only way that it's possible is it was there, and <laughs> I didn't see it. See it yeah, right, yeah. that's the only possible way. So, like, 100 percent guilty. Yeah. Of either either that car was going light speed mm-hmm. and was able to stop on a dime and just appear. Mm-hmm. Or I pulled right out in front of this yeah. this poor young lady. Yeah. Um so I think, oh dear. That was bad. That was that was bad driving. Mm-hmm. Poor very poor driving skills. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm embarrassed. You know, it's all instantaneous, mm-hmm. right? I'm embarrassed. I should be apologetic, but we're in vehicles. I can't did apologize. You give the, did you give the wave? Yeah. Like the, hey, sorry, I, wave? I was, I'd started the wave up. Yeah. You know, the hand yeah. came up as she commenced laying on the horn, <laughs> right? And I, I did the, and you're, it's the back of your hand. So you do the kind of like. You kind of do the, oh, uh, hey, uh, sorry. You know, yeah. but you got to be careful because that's like a, I get a, what's the matter you, right? Like. You gotta oh, be careful. I, see, I never take it that way. I always take be... it like that. Oh, hey, thanks for letting me in. Or it's a... Or sorry. I know, know, but like, I mean, this was so egregious that yeah. I don't know that like a hand gesture, uh, it conveys my apology. Like you do the whatever, like, like I'm, I yeah, don't but, know, I'm but sorry. But then they're like, great, this guy doesn't have either hand on the wheel, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, But you're in the parking lot, right? I assume, right? Yeah. And, yeah, then, and then anyway, angrily stays... Um, very closely behind me, 
I can only presume angrily. Yeah. For the next five miles. Ugh. And I think, well, maybe we're going to the same place. We just left a church, <laughs> right? And then on the, and I was thinking like, oh man, I feel all this guilt, like, because I've done the bad thing, but I'm being followed very closely by a fellow Christian. Is she still honking at you? No, that was only just one oh, loud okay. right, right. blast. Right. But it wasn't the, it wasn't the Roadrunner. Me, me. Yeah. It wasn't the Roadrunner. It was the me. Yeah. What's the matter with you? Yeah. So then I was like, I, I don't know what's the matter with me, <laughs> ma'am. I'm, I'm just thinking about the service. My I'm bad. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyway. Anyway. Wow. Um. So this kind of relates a little bit to, you know, uh, the concept of, um. I would say hospitality a little bit. Okay, that being make a kind, jump. Yeah. That being kind to other people. Putting around others you, first. Putting being, others first. Yep. You know, being hospitable and, and, and that kind of thing. Um so like how how do you how do you see um like today I think you and I were probably raised pretty pretty similar in terms of hospitality, right? Yep. So, what do you do when you? I'm a little, I got a little over? head like, start. I got a little head. Oh, we, obviously, I clean the bathroom. I have a little head start on you. Okay. Hospitality. It's it's kind of your gig. Not bragging. It's kind of your thing. It's it's my highest spiritual gifts. I did one of those spiritual gifts assessment. Oh, really? Hospitality. Hospitality. Top score. Wow. What were the other ones? What was your lowest score? Music. <laughs> The music was your lowest. Yeah, it was pretty much. It was pretty much. The readout said Jesus doesn't want you near instruments <laughs> that other people or can vocals, hear. right? <laughs> yeah, uh, got gotcha. you. He's I got gotcha. you. God's blessed others for that. You just stay say away. Hi to people and you shake hands. make you you make sure everybody is in the best possible position. <laughs> To receive, yeah. To re to receive what God has prepared for them through someone else. Mm. Okay, all right. So I am huge on hospitality. On hospitality. So what do you? What I do you love do? throwing a anything, good party. Yeah, I was gonna say anything special you do if you know somebody's coming over, even if they're just stopping by, right? Like, hey, uh, borrowed borrowed your weed whacker. Gonna bring it by you at home. You do anything special at that point? Like, are you that hospitable that you're like, oh yeah, come oh, quick, on in, quick, clean up a little bit? No, you know, and, no, no, no. I, it's not, I don't do the cleanup. Like, okay. like if it's a surprise, yeah. Um, uh, my buddy Nate says if your garage door is open, you're accepting company. Yeah, I would agree um, with that. And uh, you know, so like somebody shows up, you just it's a place to wreck. I but you're here. Come on in. Focus is on you. You want coffee? You want tea? No. Um, what you know? Okay. You know, usually you know. Frosty beverage. What would you yeah, like? Yeah. Come on in. A&W root beer? Yeah. Cold mug? Whatever I have. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. All just right. want to stay for dinner? I do the emergency clean. Yeah, but you can't do the emergency clean. Well, if so much if like, somebody boom, ding-dongs there. you and they're like, hey, you're like, well, come on in, you know? Heck yeah. Um, but like if somebody like texts me, right? And they're like, hey, I'm in town. I'm going to stop by and say hi. It's like, okay, see you in a few. Yeah. Shauna, quick, let's clean. You yeah. know, like such and such is coming over, right? Because you don't want to be like, 
you know, like and the, the house isn't messy, but the kids, you know, they put pillows everywhere. They're making pillow forts and they're, you know, you, you know, maybe you got some dishes in there from last night, you know, that that your oldest hasn't done the dishes yet, you know, whatever. And it's like, quick. I always think about the bathroom. I, that, that, that's like Man, my go-to. No, no. I go to, I go to, I go to, you know, interpersonal relationship. Oh, no, uh, no, no. Conversation. I want people to feel comfortable. Oh, yeah. In the home, not necessarily with me. Like, I want them to feel comfortable with their surrounding, not with the the conversation. Like, mine immediately goes oh, to, no, what if they need to use the bathroom? Quick, kids, clean the bathroom. You know? I'm like, fix them a drink and get some snacks. Yeah. That's my second go-to. Snacks? That's like if they're going to stay a little while, then we're breaking out some cheese and crackers. Oh, yeah. And some sausage. Right. So very hospitable to guests. Right. Um, so so first century. Right. Um, hospitality was like I think very pretty, important. I think pretty similar. Yeah. I don't very, th- I don't think there's a huge. I well, think to, it's, to us. I think it's an innate. This Midwestern okay, values. You're right. We have. You're right. We are superior in this aspect. I feel like it's very similar. We're right? more hospitable and humble. More, and we're more humble. And I think that's probably because. We are still the humble. Part was a joke. I, yeah, very humble. Uh, we are still kind of more of an agrarian society still in the Midwest, right? Like we're not we're not big city New York where they're they've kind of more industrial kind okay. of mindset, right? We're still kind of in this agrarian mindset. We've got farms, you know. I got you know acres of field behind my house and all that kind of stuff so i think from a midwest perspective in hospitality there's not much different right but i i wonder if you went to new york or la and they weren't transplants right like they didn't midwest and then they went to new york uh would it be the same now i can tell you i've been i've lived in atlanta and i can tell you the hospitality is completely different hmm I think there's all sorts. I think there's all sorts. I think we could talk for hours on that. We could. So, Jesus, obviously, let's let's kind of get a little more, little more scripture based. uh, Faced a lot of, uh, you know, as he traveled around and gained notoriety, right? People would invite him to their house for dinner, you know, or, or or whatever, right? There's tons of stories of. Him, him going here and there and, and having dinner. and then, Eating with people, and cheese and crackers. Cheese and crackers and sausage, right? Crackers, just unleavened bread. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, but it's like crisper, you know? Anyway, so uh, so he, he, he receives an invitation from some Pharisees to come over. Um, obviously, the Pharisees are not big fans of Jesus, right? So he kind of knows, you know, he probably knows in the back of his mind. He's like, you know... I gotta watch. I mean, I gotta watch what I do. Gotta watch what I say a little bit here, right? Because these people aren't necessarily my friends. But you know, they invited me. I'm gonna on take them up game. on their hospitality, right? So he he goes and 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 hangs out. And um, so this uh, this um, woman, we don't really know what sins that she has committed, but everybody kind of in the in the room in the area knows that she's this great sinner. Um, lots of sins, very sinful person. Very good. Very good. Doesn't want, you know, you know, uh, anything to do with her. 
And she comes in and she brings a bottle of uh, alabaster vase. Of yeah, rolls right up in there. Perfume just rolls right in there, which is just interesting to me how, yeah. like, you just walk right in, right? Um, but, okay, so brings this in. She just Cosmo Kramered right up in there. Right, just goes right up to him, starts, you know, starts uh, crying, you know, making um, a scene, making a scene, wiping his feet with her hair and tears, and then and then using this perfume on her on his feet, right? And um, the Pharisees are like, "Hey, how can you how can you hang out with this kind of scum and villainy?" Right? You know, a little Star Wars quote. Okay. There. And uh, so, you know, he kind of turns to the Pharisees and says, "Hey, who you know? Who are you people?" You didn't even, you, when I came in, you didn't greet me, uh, you know, like, I guess they would kiss each other on the, on the, on the cheeks, you know, kind of Italian style. Right. Uh, you didn't, you didn't give me any, you didn't, you didn't greet me like that. You didn't, you didn't give me water to wash my feet. You didn't do this. You didn't do that. And here's this, uh, this woman, uh, giving me this hospitality. Like what's up with that? I don't know. So, my question is, um, what's interesting about this dynamic is that this is really like an example, and there's other examples in the in the Bible too of um, where you would have two groups of people that would normally not associate with each other mm-hmm. being drawn together because of Jesus, right? Um, and, you know, you look at, you know, you look at the, the disciples, like all walks of life, right? Tax collectors, sinners, fishermen, you know, all these yeah, different he drew, groups. He drew that drew people to him, made everyone feel accepted. Yeah. Um, or in his presence. Um, so created a following of, of folks that was very, um, very religiously, economically, um, socially diverse. Uh, he had a wide net mm-hmm. of um, acceptance, and people gravitated to that because it was it was when you weren't accepted by anyone, mm-hmm. but maybe your those within your sphere of status. Um, it was quite refreshing, I would think, to be um, welcomed. Mm-hmm. And um, shown hospitality by Jesus, so it was kind of like it's kind of like the cool kid, like inviting you. Know, you'd, he'd inviting stick up the dorky to you. little kid to yeah. the lunch table. Yeah, mm-hmm. and maybe he wasn't necessarily the cool, popular kid, but everybody was. Felt different around him. Yeah, felt yeah. accepted. So, so and, there was. And I think it's. I think it's it, the acceptance. So I then think the goes cool, then the cool table, right? Be our Pharisee friends. The yeah. cool table. They're like, "What's oh, up? Okay, yeah, why don't you? Hey, dude, come let's over and hang the, out. Let's turn this into us. middle school lunchroom, right? Yeah. They're like, "Hey, okay. I don't know why everybody thinks you're so cool because all these people used to think we were cool and wanted to be with us, but we wouldn't let them be with us." Mm-hmm. And now, this is like the beginning of every rom com. Yeah, now they think you're cool, 
and they want to be with you, and now they don't necessarily want to be with us. Mm-hmm. So okay, you can come be with us. You can come be. We'll change. We'll change you. We'll show you. We'll how make to, you like how us. Be. Yeah, yeah. And then they'll want to be like us, mm-hmm. and you'll be one of us. And this is all cool. So yeah, come over here, mm-hmm. Jesus. We'll show. We'll we'll show Not you the ro- we'll show you the ropes, right? School, Little lunchroom yeah. perspective for Dude. you, huh? Flashbacks, bro. Flashbacks. Um. So yeah. So so Jesus shows this woman forgiveness, right? And 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 tells her, hey, look. All your sins are forgiven, right? Like, you know, and but I think that acceptance of Jesus is forgiveness, right? It's not just acceptance. Um, it's not like I I accept you for who you are, but it's, hey, look, you know, you've maybe done whatever in your past, done this in your past, done this in your past. You want, you're forgiven. Let's move forward, right? And it's that kind of acceptance that I think is, is different than just... Um, you know, hey, you want to come sit with us at the table? Yeah, so right? Jesus got invited to the cool table, mm-hmm. accepts the invitation, mm-hmm. uh, goes to the cool table, and then one of his nerdy friends that he's made mm-hmm. comes over to the cool table too, and Jesus scoots over, slides to the slides, right. Slides to the middle. Right? Slides <laughs> to the middle. This kid sets down, and they're all like, "What are you doing?" A little Forrest Gump on the bus. Yeah, the you know, seats taken. They're all seats taken. <laughs> and he's like, "Now there's plenty of room here for my friend." Uh, okay, so kind of wrap this up. We're running out of time. Oh, the sands of time we're are out, closing we're, in. We're Nothing has been more true. Um. So I would say. I would say that um, one, I think we take we take uh, for granted, right? We we forget about um, Jesus forgiving us, God forgiving us, and we don't necessarily want to extend that to others, right? Like, and I think it's because partly we live in a we live in a lawful society right you do something wrong there should be consequences to those actions right and so for for god to say hey i i i freely forgive you for your actions no consequences makes no sense to us right from a from a whether you're a parent and you're like you know imagine those parents where their kids act up and there's no consequences right um and so for that, that idea is so foreign to us that, that we forget to extend that uh, as, as to others as well, right? So yeah. in our journey as a Christian, going from uh, being forgiven and just saying, okay, thanks, but not forgiving the person that cut you off, right, to being the person that extends that same forgiveness to the people around you, um, is a I think one of the hardest journeys that we've talked about so far. Yeah, I want to I want to conclude with our lunchroom analogy. Okay. Of you may have been you may have just always been at the cool table. Well, then this story is a is a perspective that you need to gain this perspective of the whole t- whole story. Mm-hmm. But if you've been invited to the cool table, 
and you've been there a while, don't forget where you came from mm. and be welcoming and hospitable to everyone else. Make room at the table for everybody and help bring that um, that loving, acceptance, hospitable um, equity and forgiveness to all those around you by by bringing perspective. Mm. So don't be, my takeaway for this is don't take for granted the situations and positions I'm in to use those situations and positions to bring others up. Yep. Great. I love it. Bring others up. Well, that's it. We ran out of time. Sands of time are gone. So we'll see you. Uh, we'll see you next week. Awesome. Later. Later.